Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Kim's Kitchen Table Talk. It is glad, I am so glad to be back. I'm at work now, so if y'all had a little ringing or something like that, just disregard. Um, I was coming to you with um, Find Your Worth in God. That's what this title is, Find Your Work and Worth in God. So, you know, people are married. A lot of people that I knew was married. I'm still married. But, you know, some marriages are not under covenant, the covenant of Christ. Marriage is a commitment. She is your wife by covenant. So, my, my whole thing, if you look that up, guys, I was laying in that last night and reading up on it. Because it's a lot that the devil is trying to do, but we're going to stay proud and prayed up and we're going to make sure we are God's children anyway. We must make a conscious choice to replace our faulty views of God with truth. The Bible says that God is love. Hmm. I love her. I love him. God is love. Read the description of love found in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, and 8. Are there any characteristics listed there that you might have not believed or true of God? If so, take a little book and write it down and ask him to show you the truth. First, I want to say um, shout out to my power couples. You know, no matter what they stay, um, and you know, they're doing really good, and you know, 60 years, 40 years. God, I'm at 24 years, and I don't know how you did it. I really don't. Um, I'm not going to say what I really want to say, because I'm going to focus on God today. And like I do all the time, but I really just want to focus on some things that I was, I read past and, you know, really jumped out at me. Amen. Thank you for letting me take up some of your time reading these scriptures. And even if you like get your Bibles and write stuff down that peeks out to you. But God chose you to be his people. You are royal priest. You are a holy nation. Your God has special treasures. You are all these things so that you can give him praise. God brought you out of darkness into the wonderful light. That is true. Amen. And he continues to do it every day. Because I, I you know, have a lot of people, we talking, it's so dark. Like the devil is, you know, just walking the earth. No, it's what you perceive. Pray to your God. He'll bring you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. That is Peter 1. 2 and 19. Many of us identify ourselves as according to our relationship in life. You know, um, sometimes relationships can take over certain parts of your life. That's why sometimes it is best to focus on you. Those of us who've suffered abuse, this can be a real problem because we view ourselves based on what has happened to us in the past rather than God's truth. So many of the women we work with and so many of the women that we're around, you know, come to us beat down and filled with doubt. Their purpose and worth, by its very nature, abuse and trauma attack us 
at the core. You hear that, guys? It attacks us at the core. Maybe it doesn't mean so much to men, and men see it as some type of love game, or I don't know what it is, but um, I think it's horrible because we do take it a different way. You ever heard somebody say, you can't do anything right? It is as if they try to make us into their own image. You can't make me into your own image. I am made by God and he made my image. And if it's difficult to live with someone who constantly berates you without beginning to wonder if their disparaging comments are valid, they don't even know what they're talking about most of the time. They just want to talk just to be heard. And it doesn't make any sense at all whatsoever. But I, I was I was listening to this guy today, and he caught my eyes, and he caught my ears. How about that? He, he was like, okay, so when it comes down to marriage and man and woman, God made that covenant. And a covenant is of high ockery, high ockery rules. Oh, I think I'm saying that right. High ochery of moves. Ephesians 5 and 33, love and respect. Yeah, I got to read that. I lay in that. I'm trying to do that. It makes it very hard when you have an abuser. But I am trying to respect. And if you are, if you're dating, but you're still married and, you know, I, listen, guys, I, I see people that are now rejoicing, rejoicing in the fact that somebody's committing adultery, somebody is committing harm in their marriage, you know, working with those type of people, you have to know there's a chain of command. That our father wrote for us. He wrote this for us when we got married. It's a chain of command. He said, I come to do my father's will. You break the chain. You man who doesn't listen to his wife. Her view, her points is automatically flawed in my father's eyes. Because you listen to your wife. You are not operating under the covenant. It's God who made us. I don't know how y'all feel about this, but I would love y'all to give me like some comments at the bottom because um, I, I'm, I'm just seeing so many women. It's just like so many women out of the COVID era is to where they have no husbands no more or they have no boyfriends no more. I'm so glad that my father blessed me to teach me what to do and what not to do. Because at the end of the day, he, she, him, him, it don't matter. It's God you have to answer to. And he's and he that covenant that he married you under is his rules. So I came to do my father's will. If you break those chains, you a man doesn't listen to his wife, her views, points is automatically flawed because you listen to your own wife. I don't, I, I'm still digging in that part to um, make sure that I have read and got all the Lord wanted me to hear about that. Ephesians 5 and 33. 
love and respect. So I, I, I mentioned um, I'm at work today, right? So I'm going to read Working With Purpose. Excuse me. Whatever you do, do well. For when you go to your grave, there will be no work or planning or acknowledge or wisdom. Do you hear that, guys? Amen. Amen. And amen. I'm going to repeat that. Whatever you do, do well. For when you go to your grave, there will be no work or planning or knowledge or wisdom. So uh, as much as you go to school, as much as you work, when you can't take that with you. You know, me and my girlfriend were sitting down last week and we were talking about this. And, you know, even some of the guys were like, I sure wish I could take my car with me. And, and his wife kept on saying, it won't fit. Like, only thing that's going to fit in that casket is you. You can't take your money. You can't take your house. You can't take your, mm, uh, I don't know, your pastor. You can't take um, the choir. You can't take nothing but yourself. So just pay attention to why you're on earth, which you think you want to take with you. It can't fit. So whatever you do, and this is Ecclesians 9 and 10. Every day you wake up in a new opportunity to put everything you are into your work. Whether that work is inside your home or out, you should put your heart and soul into your efforts. You may not like where you are in life, but you were given today so take advantage of it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving me this day, my Father. In your name I pray. We don't always like the tasks we are assigned or jobs that we need to do. Regardless of where you are and what you do, give it your best. You know how they say, my best wasn't good enough? Hey, give it your best. Still, there is no reward in not trying but there is joy and sense of satisfaction in working. Amen. Say a little prayer for you, please. We bow our heads or close our eyes. God, help give me all and every opportunity ahead of me today. Even if I don't like what I am doing. I thank you that you have called me to this place and you'll help me work with a purpose. In your name I pray, amen. I love that, guys. I love bringing, preaching the word, the gospel. I love talking about it. I, I, I just love it. It teaches me everything that I need to know, it seems like, just for that day. It's just enough. You ever heard somebody say that? Oh, that's too much. No, it's just enough. God made sure of it. I look up at the hills, but where does my help come from? Nobody. My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. That's Psalms 121, 1 and 2. I love that one. I think I had it on my wall somewhere. I need to find it. Okay. Depending on the type of person you are, you may not be very good at asking for help. I'm not. I'm really not good at asking for help. 
but um, I'm trying to get past that and act anyway, learn how to act. And even if somebody offers me help, I'll be like, no, I got it. No, I need to start asking for help. There are those who like to be the helpers. I had a couple of those, don't like it. Yeah, I do, I'm not gonna even lie, I, I help. They do best serving others because they feel capable and useful. That's true. I love helping the older ladies. I love helping the babies. I love helping the kids. And you know, I love serving my in, in the Lord's house. You know, with plays or whatever else there is, I like to have my helping servant hat on. There are those who gladly accept service anytime they are given the opportunity. Neither is better than other. And both have their positive ele elements. In different seasons in life, natural helpers may, may need to be the ones receiving help. See, and that's, that's where the, like the tables turn. You're a natural helper, but you don't like to receive help because you're so busy giving it, you don't know how to act when you get it. And that's me, guys. I'm with Jesus, Lord. You have spoke that to me today, and it is so true. Sometimes this is hard to accept, but I just say it is so hard to accept when somebody gives you something. And we have to be careful not to let pride take control. That is me, 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 me. That is so me. Because I'll be like, no, and, and I think I think one of my evangelist people, she was like, don't let that pride get you, Paul. Don't let that pride get you, Paul. I miss Sister Evangelist in California. I miss you, miss you. If you're listening. So that they're saying that you help so much that you don't like when people offer you and you don't know how to receive it. Asking for help is a part of being vulnerable. We push everything aside and say, I can't do it. I can't do this alone. God has put capable people in our lives who love to help. But they won't know we need them until we ask. That is so true. Father, show me when I'm being stubborn and not asking for help. I trust you to place people in my life who can both share my burdens and allow me to help them with theirs. Your name I pray. Amen. And I'm not going to keep y'all any longer, but I had to read this one. Not afraid of aging. Woo. That is a good one. I'm not afraid of aging. I think um, now when it, when you start the walking and the arthritis and all the rest of the stuff, yeah, I'm not ready for that right now, but I'm not afraid of it neither. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. 2 Corinthians 4 and 16. Aging is a part of life. It's funny how the aging process seems to start so slowly then later in life it gets faster and faster that is so true it would be easy to lose heart if we gouged an aging experience purely by what we saw in the mirror if we did that we might begin to fear or hate 
the aging process. Not me. Black don't crack, they say. And you know what? It doesn't. I mean, I people ask me, how old are you? Because I do have a young heart. Thank you, Jesus. And it, um, 30, um, late, late. 30s? No, I, I love the fact it's flattering, but nope, I, I just keep myself together when others think I'm not. As we abide with, with the Lord, aging means we are also maturing. We grow in strength and grace in our own knowledge of Him. We might not look like we're used to, like we used to, you know, your waist probably got a lot of thicker, and you know, your arms probably got a little bigger, and you know, it's maybe you hit the gym once or twice a week, it'll go away. I don't, I don't go on those um, physical things, but you gotta keep, you gotta keep it up though. We might not look like we used to, but we also aren't being tossed around. Like, we're not being tossed about. There are many benefits to growing older in Jesus. Ooh, thank you, Jesus, in your name. We are not meant to stay young forever. Sure won't happen. We are eternal beings that will exist internally. Because of this, we don't need to despise aging, all those creams, and plucking up your eyebrows and pulling it up with tape and boo, even those spanks. Woo, Lord Jesus. <laughs> God is preparing us for external weight of glory beyond all comparisons. As I age, wow, that's kind of like hard to say for me, but you know what? As I age, God, give me your perspective. The world doesn't do me any favors in this regard. Remind me that maturity is externally beautiful. And this world is only temporary. Well, guys, I hope y'all enjoyed another episode of Kim's Kitchen Table Talk and I can't wait, wait, wait till I can launch my new um, YouTube so we can really get into some stuff and we can really y'all can really see me as who I am or things that I like we're gonna do some dishes, we're gonna cook we're gonna have people over so yeah, let me keep some of it to myself okay, Kim Kitchen's Table Talk or my Kimkins stay dry, it's a rainy day in the Carolinas stay blessed and prayed up <laughs>